Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to church. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there today. We're glad you could join us today um, in person, online as well. If you're watching us online, drop us a note in the comment section and uh, let us know who you're watching from. Won't you join us as we do a little worship this morning? Victory in Jesus.
seated. Good morning, church. I have a couple of announcements that we need to make this morning, and particularly one with a, a prayer request. If you aren't already aware, um, Pastor Joel uh, was diagnosed with COVID um, this week, um, so we want you to certainly be in prayer for him, uh, Miss Sandra and Sadiq. Um, he's doing well. Talked to him yesterday, and um, he's he's feeling okay. Um, but certainly want to remember him and his family in your prayers. Um, you guys are going to think that I just can't preach a Mother's Day sermon anymore. Um, this is two years in a row uh, on Mother's Day. We've had the privilege of having Pastor Shane Jackson, um, his wife Michelle. And three of his four sons with us uh, this Sunday morning. They will be with us not only this morning, but uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. want to encourage, um, invite you to come out and to bring somebody with you. Um, I, I believe that the greatest need in America right now is a movement of God. I don't believe that what our country needs is going to be accomplished in the White House regardless of who's holding um, political positions. It's not going to be accomplished, certainly in our educational system. We need God to do something that men cannot explain nor take credit for. And I just, I just believe that God can take a handful of people and turn this thing around. He done it 2,000 years ago. And he can do it again. I do want to acknowledge our, our mothers here this morning. You're precious. The Bible says that children are an heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. See, some of you sitting here this morning with your children around you, and boy, that's really encouraging. The Apostle Paul wrote to a young pastor by the name of Timothy. And he told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter number 1, he said, Timothy, I thank God. Boy, you do realize we got a lot to be thankful for, don't you? Huh? I don't know if you recognize it or not, but God's still in control of this thing. He's still calling the shots. He says, Timothy, I thank God. And then he begins listing reasons that he was grateful and expressed gratitude to God. And he says, Timothy, I'm thankful for this. When I call to remembrance, when, when I remember the unfeigned faith that was first in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice and that I am persuaded is in you also. 
Paul says, you want, you want to know what I'm grateful for, Timothy, what I give God glory for? That there was a grandmother in your life. And she passed her faith on down to her daughter, Eunice. And Eunice passed her faith Hallelujah. on down to you. So, Timothy, I'm just going to shout out to God and give him some glory and some honor and some praise because you had a godly grandmother. You had a godly mother in your life. Now, here's, here's what's strikingly interesting. I'm going to try not to preach this morning. I, I got somebody else here to do this, but here, here's, here's what's strikingly interesting, and I believe necessary for our day and time. He did not say just any kind of faith. He said, your grandmother had unfeigned faith. Your mother had unfeigned faith. That's, that's real faith. Genuine faith. The, the word literally means without hypocrisy. In, in other words, Timothy, your mama, what she was on Sunday morning, she was on Friday night. Timothy, she believed God all of the time, not part of the time. And boy, I'm telling you something. We're, we're living in a time where we need some grandmas and some grannies and some mamas with real faith. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about faith that will believe God over doctors. I'm talking about faith that'll stick with the stuff. And when I see mamas still bringing their adult children to church, I see some Grandma Lois faith, some Mama Eunice faith. And I want to say something to everybody sitting here today. If you've got a grandma and a mama like that, whether they're in here or at heaven, you ought to give God some glory this morning. You ought to give him some praise. Tommy, how many more songs we got? On the third song, uh, we're going we're gonna to take up an offering but because I want to take up an offering for Pastor Shane and his family. We're going to take care of them this week. Uh, but we want to give you the opportunity to sow into their lives and their ministry. They're literally sacrificing their family's vacation and coming to be a blessing to us here this morning. And so we want to give you the opportunity to to sow seeds of faith into their lives and their ministry. And I want to do it on the third song because if Shane makes you mad when he's preaching, I don't want to have to take up the offering afterwards. <laughs> you might give gooder uh, if he ain't made you mad yet. Um, so, so on the, the third song, just before Shane comes up to preach, we will take up a love offering for him and his family pastor, Miss Michelle. Uh, I want to say thank you. 
I really believe God's going to do something special um, in our lives this week. And it's because of sacrifice that you make. Thank you so much for being with us today. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you today in that name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus, we pray this morning. We pray for Pastor Joel and just ask you to lay your healing hand on his body. God, we believe that you have the same power today that you had 2,000 years ago when you walked the shores of Galilee. When you caused the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, the dead to get out of the grave and walk again. You're the same God today, yesterday, and forever. And so, Father, we just ask you to lay your healing hand on his body, be with his family. God, protect them. Lord, we pray that as we open up your word this morning, as pastor comes and breaks the bread of life, you'd open up our hearts to be receptive to truth, that you would challenge us and change us from the inside out, that we might be more like Jesus today than what we were yesterday. God, I pray for all of our mothers today, and we just want to thank you. Thank you for the gift of motherhood. Thank you for those mothers who love unconditionally, who are always there. And I pray that today, God, that you just bless them in a special way. We don't even pretend to understand the sacrifice that our mothers make, but we know it's real. God, we pray that your hand be on Pastor Shane this morning. That you just feel him to overflowing. Hide him in the shadow of the cross and let us see Jesus like we've never seen him before. We will certainly give you the praise and the glory and the honor for everything that you do. God, I just believe that today is the day of salvation, that right now is the acceptable time. And so I pray especially for every person sitting under the roof of this building, those joining with us on Facebook and uh, online that have never accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, may today, may today be that day. And we'll give you the glory and the praise for it. Have your will and your way in each of our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Thank you. 
song coming up. Y'all can go ahead and pass the offering plate as I talk. Okay. All right. Go ahead and do that. You asking the, okay, I got you asking the wrong one about that. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to come in your house to worship, Lord, to glorify you in your name, Lord, and we just thank you for everything that you do for us, Lord, throughout our lives, Lord, as we go through our days. And um, we ask now that you be with us offering, Lord, and that you bless it, Lord, and that you're honored to serve your servant, Lord, in Christ's name. Amen. It's been a while since we've uh, introduced a new song, and we're going to do that today. Um, this one's by Phil Wickham. He does a lot of the songs that we do. Battle Belongs is the name of it, and it comes from the scripture, Second Chronicles 20. It's the story of a huge army that's amassed to come against the people of God. And when the people of God and their king Jehoshaphat hear this horde coming their way, they just kind of freak out. They literally come to God and say that we're powerless against this army, but our eyes are on you, God. Show us what to do. And God responds to them. His spirit comes upon this Levite man, and through the Levite man, God says, Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the battle is not yours, but it is God's. You will not have to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. So much so that instead of sending their army to the front lines, they sent worshipers to the front lines. The holy men were in their robes. They started singing, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And you know what happened to the other army as they heard that singing? Well, they freaked out. They were routed. They started turning on each other to the point where the scriptures say not one of them was left alive. God moved on behalf of his people. And God is still moving and battling on behalf of his people. This is Battle Belong. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. I walk through the shadow 
Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways. Ask for the old paths. And walk ye therein. picture is of a nation, the nation of Israel. Nations are made up of people like you and me. When he uses the word ways, it's the picture of roads, two roads crossing. Stand ye at the crossroads and see and ask for the old paths and walk ye therein. So God's telling his people, literally, you've become too modern. You've conformed to the culture. Ask for the old past. Boy, I'm glad for old-time religion. It still works. Follow the old paths. Now, now the question is this. God says... But they have said they will not walk therein. I've showed you the path to follow, but you've chosen your own path. You see, I, I really believe that the only reason that God's people ever need a revival is because we've chosen the wrong paths and God's calling us back to the right path. That's, that's revival, right? Revival's not about sinners getting saved. It's about God's people getting right. Amen? Amen. So I want to I challenge you this morning as Pastor Shane comes to preach that, that you, you ask God for two things. God, give me ears to hear and a heart to obey. That's, that's revival. Amen? Amen? Pastor Shane, I've shared with some of you, was the first pastor that afforded me the privilege, probably regretted it later, but didn't tell me at the time, the privilege to preaching his pulpit when I first surrendered to the ministry. I'll never forget that. Never forget that. He's been a, a friend for a long time. One thing that I can tell you, several things that I could tell you about him, but I don't have time. Um, one, Shane loves his family. Amen. I'm not sure, but I don't think that there's ever been a time that I've talked to Pastor Shane, that in the midst of the conversation, he did not ask for me to pray for his boys. He's got a daddy that loves you. He loves his wife. But most importantly, Shane loves God. And he loves this old book. And, 
you'll hear from it this morning. This is the kind of preaching I cut my teeth on. You won't, you'll know why I turned out like I did, because of men in my life, like Pastor Shane Jackson. Preacher, you come on. Yes, sir. Well, it helped me out. I thought I was going to knock it off, and he did the first time, so I feel better now. <laughs> Amen. Thank the Lord. I don't know if this thing can hold me. I kind of feel like a bull in a china cabinet, like it's got me on the leash. But I'm going to do my best to mind the Lord and uh, sure love my wife. Love my boys. Love you, preacher. Through the thick and thin, he'll be here with you. He's not one of them fair-weather friends. He's one of them will stick with you. I appreciate you, preacher. I'm going to invite you to take your Bible, turn the familiar text in the Bible, and my concern is when I tell you to turn to Luke 15, that you're familiar with the text. And sometimes our familiarity will let us say, well, I've heard everything there is to hear about the text, and I'm not saying I'm going to give you anything new today. I feel like the Lord's going to allow me to be in the book of Ecclesiastes the next three nights. I thought I was going to be there today, and uh, the Lord has switched this on me and makes me nervous when he does this, Uh, but I sure am glad he knows what he's doing. Amen. My business partner always knows what's best. Amen. All right, if you will, let's stand. If we reverence the reading of the Word of God, I'll ask you to turn to the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. We'll begin reading in verse 25. We're going to read the last portion of the chapter in Luke, chapter 15, and verse 25. Thank you all again for being here, and I know they've had some sickness and everybody can't come, but I do appreciate your prayers and covet your prayers for this week. My prayer is I'll be a help to the church. It's the only thing Jesus bought in his life. Borrowed a boat, borrowed a cross, borrowed a tomb. Didn't even have nowhere to lay his head. He bought the church. And if if he thinks enough to give his blood for the church, I want to do my best to help the church. You pray for me today. Luke chapter 15 and verse number 25. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came nigh, As he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry. And would not go in, therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, 
thou art ever with me. And all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead. And is alive again. And was lost. And is found. Whoa, somebody hold my mule while I shout a while. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Pray, God, you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Uh, I, Lord, if I can't preach in power, there'd be no sense of me preaching at all. Uh, help me, God, uh, to feed the sheep and the lambs. Uh, help me, Lord, to be an encouragement, God, to the local church. Uh, how to help Brother Stanley and his family and his wife. Uh, oh, God, I pray today, use me uh, as a mouthpiece uh, to preach from yonder's world, uh, how to give us what we need to live for you in this world. Lord, help us not to focus on the here, but the hereafter. Help us, Lord. I pray to lift our eyes to the hills. And Lord, we'll thank you for souls saved, lives changed. And Lord, whatever goes on, we'll give you the glory and praise you and thank you. For it's in Jesus' holy, precious name, powerful name, we do pray. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me for a little while this morning, I want to preach on the thought of hold your ground with the help of grace. Hold your ground with the help of grace. I realize when we look at the text in Luke 15, our mind always goes to a couple of things. First off, the devil never tells you about the dangers of the far country. I preached a message one time, the Lord helped me on three far countries in the Bible. Sometimes you don't have to go to the hog pen. Sometimes the hog pen comes to you. You don't have to take a trip a lot of times to be in the far country. In fact, some people may even, God help, be in a far country and be in the building. I hope that's not you. I know if we look in Luke 15, we see some things that is not there. I see, I wonder to myself, this is Mother's Day, and I wonder, where is this young boy's mama? He's not listed in the text. The father's listed in the text. I wonder, where's the local church? Where's the preacher? Where's the young people that's trying to keep him at the house of God where he ought to be? There's some things missing I can't explain. But my focus today is not on the one that left, but on the one that stayed. Sometimes when we think about this elder brother, we only think about his selfishness. We only think about a man who had a wrong attitude. He had wrong actions. He's got angry. And verse 29, he said, I'm not going to the party. I would like to point out, if you want to go to the party, you're going to have to go to the house of God. Say amen. You're going to have to get to the Father's house if you want to go to the party. Amen. And he's going to miss the party because of his anger, attitude, because of his actions. But my hope is that on Mother's Day, what happens a lot of times, we take time out of the year to give honor where honor's normally not given. We ought to give them a whole lot more honor than what we do. And I think sometimes we read this text 
And maybe that's why it's Mother's Day. I'm thinking about uh, uh, people who have stood their ground who by the grace of God have not wavered. They've not quit. I just want to say off the, right off the cuff, they still, church is still going. Every church hadn't shut their doors. Every preacher hadn't quit preaching. Every young people, they as young people that'll still worship God. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel like having a running fit first thing. Hey, I just want to say thank God by the grace of God. Hey, Amen. Stay with it. And by His grace, we can hold the ground that God's given us to fight for. Everybody ain't quit. I thought about this young boy. There's some things that he ought to have honor for. I, I want to look at this elder brother in a different light. And I want to encourage you mamas and daddies. They may be some young people that you have, some sons, some daughters. Some of you may have brothers and sisters, and they've went the hog pen way, and they've left the father's house, and they've left the fellowship, and they're not sitting at the table getting the food at the house of God. Hey, but can I say, thank God for you not quitting too. Thank God for you not stopping, Mama, and you not quitting, Daddy. Hey, when the smoke clears, they need somebody holding the standard high so the forces will know where to come when they look to get back in the fight. Say amen right there. Amen. Thank God. I, I thought about when I think about standing ground, I think about an old oak tree. Y'all know what an oak tree is? An oak tree is nothing more than a little nut that held his ground. <laughs> somebody say amen. <laughs> I say hallelujah. Hey, thank God for the oak tree. It started out a little nut, but Brother Frank, hold your ground. God's going to build an oak tree if you'll just hold your ground. Hey, Mr. Hold your ground. Young people, hold your ground. Thank God there might be an oak tree being built right here. Hey, a mushroom can grow up overnight, but you can kick it with one kick. But an oak tree, hallelujah, will hold its ground and provide shade. And the Bible talks about the gospel being like a tree where weary birds can find somewhere to rest their feet. Maybe God will help you hold your ground. I'm hoping he will. I want to be an encouragement to you today. I'm reminded about folks who didn't let their past dictate their future. When I think about this message, I, my mind was tore up uh, about a, an odd thing. I, I'm trying to figure out what the title of the message. I, I'm thinking, what well, don't don't be weary in your well doing. I thought about doing right the right way. I thought about faithfulness in spite of those falling away. I thought about holding ground with help and grace. Trusting faithfully, though tempted furiously. I thought about this, staying humble when you stay home. But I, I finally realized that what God wanted us to get from this message was, hold your ground, and you're going to be able to hold it because of His grace. Hey, man, here's my thought on this Mother's Day. Three things. I'll try my best to mind the Lord. If you'll mind Him, I'll try to mind Him. If we're not careful... We'll let a moment of selfishness rob us from a lifetime testimony of service. 
Notice this about this young man. I want to honor this elder brother about some things. We can't do it without mentioning some things that he did negative. Uh, but friend, can I tell you, none of us in this building have all positive in our life. Uh, if if I'd have had an opportunity, I'd have went and got a battery and set it up on the pulpit. And had you look at the battery, uh, and you'll notice that there's a positive side uh, and a negative side. And the negative's the ground. Have you ever noticed it never gets loosed? It never gets corroded? It never get, it never. Hey man, it's always ground. And that's the world. It's all, the negative is always there. But thank God for that positive. Amen. Hallelujah for Calvary. It's time you're going to have to tighten things up. Clean things up. Hey, and I'm to everybody here has negative and positive, but I just want to commend you where others may have not had the opportunity. Notice with me in verse 25 about this elder brother. The Bible says about this elder brother, we first see him. He's first mentioned the Holy Ghost. Says the first thing I want y'all to know is that I want you to note his serving. I want you to notice this. He's still in the field. Somebody say amen right there. Woo! I mean, younger brothers done kicked out. If that been most of us, we'd have kicked out with the other. He said, well, if you gave daddy, you gave him his, I want mine. Daddy, if he can have his, his way. Hey, this ain't Burger King. Have it your way. This is Wendy's old-fashioned and juicy. Say amen. <laughs> amen. He started it with standing there asking for the old pass. Amen. Hey, listen, thank God for the old path. That's the only path. That's the path, the way, the truth, and the life. And if anybody's dogmatic, Jesus is dogmatic. There's not multiple ways. He's the way. And if we're going to follow an example, we need to follow him. This elder brother served when others were quitting. I wonder, I wonder, and I, I just wonder who are you going to use for your excuse of quitting? I wonder if you ever thought about quitting. Who have you watched leave this church? And you wonder, well, maybe I need to leave. You see, the sad thing is when one leaves, the other crowd wonder why they left. And the preacher don't feel like it's his position to expose all that person's uh, failures and faults. And so everybody, for long, another crowd gets to leave. And I don't know. He ain't told me nothing. I'm just simply saying what's on my heart today. And if you don't watch it, I know as a preacher, you'll watch other preachers quit. You'll watch other churches shut down. You'll see other saints. And we're living in 2021. And after the year we just had. Hey, one thing I do see clearly, that we're living in the last days, and if God let us see anything in 2020, it was this, that God's timetable is moving forward. His church is fixing to get out of here like Superman, coming back like the Lone Ranger, and I'm excited about it. Amen. The horn's going to toot, and we're going to scoot. Help us, Lord. I'm getting out of here. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm excited about a crowd that I'm going to get to worship God. God with forever. Amen. In the meantime, I want to stay in the field. 
I wonder how many is going to quit. I remember old Brother Curtis Barber. I don't know if you remember him, Brother Stan. Brother Curtis Barber is up in the western North Carolina. Great man of God. He preached on being filled with the Holy Ghost. When, when I didn't know what it was I needed, but I realized down in the shavings that day, I was spitting out shavings and getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And something came on me that I had never enjoyed before. And I'm, I'm ranked for it. Amen. I want to worship God in the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to sing in the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to shout in the power of the Holy Ghost. And the problem with most Baptists is they're scared. Amen. And the problem with most Christians, they're scared to let the Holy Ghost have his way. I want the Holy Ghost to have his way. Somebody help me out there. Amen. And here's what Brother Curtis Barbara said that day when he was preaching. He said, my wife, I came home from a meeting. I woke my wife up at 2 o'clock and said, good gracious, honey, Miss Barbara, wake up. Uh, hey, they, they, I've seen three stars fall already. Uh, and she said, there's nothing for me to get out of bed for. Look at all them millions still up there. Hey, church, listen. Uh, don't get focused in the one or two falling. Uh, thank God stand your ground. Uh, stay in the field. The first thing we find out is this elder brother was in the field. He's still sowing. Somebody say amen. Hey, you may think, man, praise God. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to tell you what you can do. Amen. God will show everybody your service. He's still serving. He's still sowing in the field. But notice this in verse 25. He's not only find the elder brother in the field. The Bible says this about him, that as he came and drew nigh. Notice this. And I'm not a I'm not an English professor, but I found a few things out in Bible college that the word the is a definite article. That means there's only one of its kind. <laughs> hey, the Bible said he came and drew nigh to the house. <laughs> oh, somebody old mommy. <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, hey man, he might not be everything he's ought to be. We always focus on his attitude, his anger, but you'd be upset too. Amen. Uh, but thank God one thing about him, he's still, he's still drawing nigh to the house. Uh, amen. When the world says, uh, shut the church down, uh, I'm glad we do have the essential work. Say amen. Uh, what we're doing is essential for society. Uh, it's essential for souls to be saved. Uh, it's essential for saints to be fed. Uh, it's essential for the Savior to be exalted. Uh, hey, thank God he's still drawing nigh. I wonder, I wonder who's going to quit coming to church because of what Dr. Fauci said. He don't even know what he means. One minute, wear your mask. One minute, don't wear your mask. One minute, wear gloves. One minute, don't wear gloves. One minute, the vaccine's going to cure everything. Next minute, everybody's getting sick. I'm just going to go with God. He ain't never changed his mind. I'll say hallelujah. I feel like the Daytona 500 and the white flag has just been waved. And I feel like we're fixing to pull into the pit stop and have a time in glory. Can anybody help me out there? Hey, I'm saying he's still in the field. Amen. He's still sowing. He's still drawing near. Notice this in chapter in chapter 15, verse 25. Notice this. The Bible said not only is he drawing to the house, but notice he heard. My God, he's still hearing. He's still listening. I say hallelujah. That's more than I can say for a lot of folks. Amen. I mean, I would, I would to God folks that want to hear preaching and singing and praising the Lord like they want to see Disney and hear Disney. Say amen. That's more than a lot of folks do. I'm, I mean, some folks think it's undignified to smile. Hey, man, I tell that church sometimes, hey, everybody smile if you're happy. 
Some of you stand on your head. We'll think that frowns a smile. Amen. Thank God. Be excited. Hey, be excited about being at church, going to heaven, having your sins forgiven. Has it ever occurred to you that you'll never go to hell? Amen. I thought about this. Thank God. You know why nothing's ever occurred to God? Because he's the one that makes everything occur. Amen. There ain't nobody like him. He's the only one that can sit on at his own right hand and be everywhere and still show up. I mean, that's God. Amen. There's nobody like him. And we get to have a personal relationship. Hey, man, he loves me enough to put me in his family. I say glory be to God. He drawed me out. Amen. And he draws me near the house and he helps me to keep listening. Now, I think about what he said earlier. Man, thank God for an unfeigned faith. It's a kind of faith that not only lets you listen, lets you keep listening when you come to church. Hey, man, keep smiling. I, I see some people, I think, man, hey, few are called or, or, or many are called and few are chosen. That's what they quote, right? Yeah, and I'd like to tell them, you must be the chosen frozen because <laughs> you dead and cold. Say amen. Hey, man, we ought to be excited up in the house of God. I used to, hey, this is where it's at. The party's at the house. Hey, man, uh, who wants to go to party? There's going to be one of yonder. I'm going to the party. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for my ticket being punched. He's still listening. But not only that, looking in verse 26 and verse 27, notice what the Bible says. And he said he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. Now, he's, he's heard it in verse 25. And now he's called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. I'm glad he's still seeking to learn. I, I, I've met a lot of people that know everything and you can't teach them anything. Say amen. Amen. Thank God for a pastor that'll study the book. Do you know where he was? When I came in a while ago, I said, where's Brother Frank? He said, he's back there in his study. And I got back there. Guess what he is doing? Guess what he is doing? No, he wasn't eating no donuts and drinking coffee. I'm going to tell you what he is doing. He is a study in that Bible. He is a writing note. You say, preacher, hey, ma'am, thank God you, he had you. By the grace of God, it worked out where he had you come preach. And I thank God for it. I appreciate it. I enjoyed the last time. I thank God we in the building today. Can y'all believe it's been a year since we were here last time and we're still talking about COVID and we did that little thing on the internet on Wednesday night never having any idea that it would be this long and do you know that some states they still can't enjoy what we're doing by the authorities but I'm glad no man can be authority over my worship to God say amen. Oh, he's still seeking to learn. He's wanting to get something. He's asking. He's teachable. He says, tell me what these things mean. What is it I'm hearing, but I'm not understanding? Thank God for some folks. Amen. That'll listen. Amen. But here's, here's the sad thing, y'all. Here's the sad thing in verse number 28. Notice this. When he found out what he was, when he found out that his brother's home, when he found out that the fatty calf, and according to what I've understood, it takes two to three months to fat a calf, and I've got one, and she is, or he's going down May the 20th. <laughs> Amen. It took me forever to get him in the slaughterhouse. They said, you name him, I did, T-Bone. That's his name. 
Amen. Am I right, Mama? That's it. T-bone and, and tip. <laughs> Sirloin tip. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going down. Thank God. And we've been fattening him up. I talked to somebody today. He raised a lot of cows. I said, I'm going to give him two buckets a day. I'm going to fatten him up. Hey, listen. He's been, we've been giving him more feed for about the last two or three months. And this father, this wasn't some chance or coincidence. He's fattening this calf up ready for that boy. Great God in heaven. I'm saying ready for that boy to come home. Is anybody in here? Woo! Ain't you glad that crowd that's out in the hog pen? Hey, the Bible said he came to himself. One day that crowd we're praying for, we better not ever give up on the Holy Ghost to climb through the rail. Amen. And get in there and he'll look around, see where he's at, jump the pail, jump the rail, hit the trail, and be right. Say amen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, Mom and Daddy. It ain't done. It's not over. They still hope. Say amen. Now listen, this thing's been going on for a while. He's upset. That fatted calf he might have thought was going to be his for staying put. We're fixing to see a man almost tarnish his testimony. It's what's caused people to focus. See, when you think about David, you think about two things. You think about giant killing and wife cheating. You might as well say Amen. That's the two things you think of when I say David. Am I right about that? Amen. God help us. When I think about Job, I think about a man that will stay no matter what happens. Amen. Hey, man, I'm, oh, great God in heaven. Hey, this elder son, uh, we, all, we focus on this part in verse 28. Uh, we see this right here. We see this man uh, have an interlude of anger. He's got, it's almost like this don't even belong. I mean, he's seeking. He's drawing nigh. He's learning. He's, he's teachable. He's staying there faithful. He's sowing. He's serving. And we'll find out some other things he's doing in just a minute. Hey, but think, uh, why is it? How is it? Uh, how, that he's got here. Here's what's happened. He's, allow, he's allowing selfishness to tarnish his sanctified living. It's only by the grace of God we ain't in the hall pen. You are capable of a sin just as much as I am. And he was just as capable of going to the hog pen as that boy is. It's only by the grace of God your family and mine still together. It's by the grace of God our boys turn out all right. It's by the grace of God we're still preaching. Hey, we better recognize real quick before we get high and mighty. The Bible says the man that thinks he stands better take heed lest he fall. Am I right? Here's what I got to thinking about. Oftentimes, here's what happens. When somebody goes astray, saints want to distance themselves from that one that's stinking in the hog pen. And the whole time, the Savior's wanting to draw close to him. Amen. We, we run, amen, from them while our Father runs to them. Say amen. Amen. We could be rejoicing. And enjoying the party. But instead, we think it's better to ridicule them and to put them down. Rejoicing or ridicule. 
Oh, my God, help me to be careful. Help me. God, help us to watch them that God has restored and brought back out of the hog pen. And it wouldn't hurt for us. It wouldn't hurt. Y'all look up here at your prayer. It wouldn't hurt for us to take a trip once in a while and try to get them out of the hog pen. Somebody say amen. It wouldn't help us to, hey, when we look down on somebody, we ought to be lifting them up, not putting them down. Say amen. Hey, our job as the church of the living God is to see people restored. And aren't you glad? I mean, we got a great young man at our church, and I won't mention his name, but Brother Stanley knows him, and boy, he got fouled up, and his family got fouled up. We kept two of his girls for a while, so DSS wouldn't get them. I mean, they was in bad shape, and do you know that old brother, that old brother got right with God, and in 2021, all his kids have got saved. He's got right with God. He preached his first message after... Man, after years, that's why. Why is that? Hey, if God sees them restored, it's not my job to ridicule them. I think we ought to prove them. I think they have a reputation that they need to have restored. But praise God, we ought to encourage them. We ought to shout them on. Hey, churches, that's what revival's all about. Seeing folks who've been ruined restored again. Amen. Amen. We ought to rejoice with them and not ridicule them. Am I right? He had this little interlude. It's stuck right there in verse 28. Notice this in verse number 30. We'll get there in just a minute. But I want you to notice this in case I don't get no further. But as soon as this thy son was come, which thou hath devoured thy, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fat. You know what he was doing? He was throwing dirt. What, what, what happens when you throw dirt? You lose ground. I mean, literally. <laughs> you, he was losing the ground he stayed faithful and fought for. I'm going to tell you right now, friend, listen to me. We don't have no business throwing dirt at nobody. The worst thing you can do to keep that crowd away from church, the worst thing is to talk about them and run them down. What we ought to do is take a trip and go fetch a stray. Amen. Go love on them and tell them there's a God that wants to see them restored and tell them there's a fatty calf waiting on them and there's a father that's running to him and they won't find they won't find saints running from them. They'll find saints running to them and I think that's what you got here at this church. Can anybody give me a witness and say Amen. Notice this. He come back to himself. Because in verse 29, the Bible shows us he's still talking to the Father. He's still learning. He's still drawing the house. He's still in the field. He's still sowing. He's still serving. Notice in his service, he's still talking to the Father. That's better than a lot of folks. I see some people get sideways and get anger and let their attitude and watch other people quit and watch other people return. See them get returned and say, well, they won't last long. They've been in and out all their life. That ain't up for you to determine. Say amen. And if you don't watch it, it'll make you mean and bitter. It'll make you sour on God. Most folks that have been saved a while, if they don't stay sweet, they get sour. And they sit around and do nothing and point everybody else's faults out. Hey, man, and soak up all the blessings and say, hey, man, and get sour. I don't like, I don't want no sour pickles in church. We want sweet and spicy. Say, hey, amen. Hallelujah. God, help us. Number one, he, he's, he is serving. The, the last two are quick. Look at verse 29. Notice this about this elder son. Well, I want to honor him today. 
in spite of his mess, look at all that he was doing. He tarnished his testimony with just a moment of selfishness. If we're going to really have revival, and it, I want y'all to listen to me. If we're going to really have revival, here's what's got to happen. It's not outward adultery. It's not all that stuff that really hurts the church. It's them inward stuff, that, that envy, that lust, that covetous, that jealousy, that backbiting, that murmuring, that disputing. That's why it's not going down out of the ocean. It looks like all them waves are coming to you. And if you don't watch it, they'll jerk your feet out from under you. Say amen. And God, help us. That's the stuff, the unseen stuff that we've got to deal with if we want to have revival. For just a moment of selfishness almost tarnished his testimony, but for the Holy Ghost, he pinned down some words to let us know that this man is faithful and there's some things that need to be honored about him. Notice this in verse 29. He answered and said to his father, Lose these many years do I serve thee. I told you, hey man, he's still serving all them years. But notice this, notice this. Uh, he says, Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. Now, matter of fact, notice the first word, low. That word there actually means this. It means to draw attention to where I'm at or draw attention to events that I have displayed or been a part of. Here's what he's saying. He said that, look, now I've been submissive to you. I've served you. I didn't leave the house. Look at the events of life. When he's gone, I stayed. I worked. I served. Oh, God, help us today. Amen. He didn't leave the house, but thank, that, that means he's submissive in the place that God planted him. You're, you're going to have to forbear one another if you're going to be a part of a church. That's what Colossians says, forbear. What that means in a Green Creek country language, put up with folks. Somebody say amen. That means put up with each other. You got stuff that you don't like about me, and I got stuff. I don't even, I don't think that I do, but I may have stuff that I don't like about I don't know. I don't know y'all enough. I know you preacher. I can't think of anything that I don't like about him. If I did, I wouldn't say it when I was in his pulpit anyway. Amen. But... I, I love that preacher of yours. He's got a fire about him. He's zealous for the things of God. Would y'all agree with that? I mean, look at what he's went through in the last year, and he's still serving God. Somebody ought to say amen right there. I say, great God, his wife's there, his daughter's singing, family in church with him. It's Mother's Day. Great God in heaven, if anybody deserves honor, it ought to be some of them that we've not been giving it to. This elder brother's one of them. He's saying, look, look, low, look, look at the events. I've been here. When you got sick, I cared for you. When he was gone, I took care of you. Oh, man, he showed him. He said, he said, I've been submissive in the place. But then he said, I've been submissive in my part. In verse number 29, the second part of that verse, he says, these many years do I serve thee. In other words, I ain't went nowhere. I did what I've always said I'd do. And then in the latter part of verse 29, he said, I didn't leave. He said, I've been submissive in my path. He said this. He said, neither transgressed I any of the, I can't say that for this morning much less the whole time that boy's been in the hall pen he said I've done everything that my father commanded can y'all say that today can you say it last week if you can say that please wait to after service I want to take my picture with you 
I want to, I, I finally met a, I met a perfect saint. I want to have my, I'm going to do this while they're taking a, one of them action photos. Amen. I, I don't know nobody that hadn't messed up this week, today, last week. Like sometimes, if she said, preacher, I didn't do nothing wrong. I bet your mind has. You say ain't got no problem. Yeah, your problem's your stinking thinking. Say amen. Our thinking is stinking whether our actions are or not. Say amen. We're still in the same flesh. Amen. God saved us, uh, but we ain't got a glorified body yet. We're still struggling with the things of this world. Uh, we're going to mess up, but this boy is submissive in the place. He's submissive in his part, and he's even submissive to the path of he, he's done everything. Everything his father told him to do. Yeah. Lastly, notice his submission, his servant. Notice this about him. You say, preacher, I don't know if I can see it in the text. Well, it's there. Notice his shouldering. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. You know and I know, without a doubt, he had more to do when that younger brother left. They, some of you right now, probably, I don't, I don't know. I, we go through this at church sometimes. We have preachers come through, and they go out, and they start pastoring. And, and, and by the grace of God, we got a Bible college uh, satellite there. And, and man, um, we see a lot of young men. And, and I was trying to count the other day. I, I'm afraid to count now. More than five that are pastoring right now. We got some good preachers there, missionaries that have came through. One's an Oklahoma Native American. I mean, God is just... But brother, listen, when they leave, that's your best tithers, that's your best workers, that's your best door. Somebody, amen, preacher, preach on, get it off your chest. Thank you, amen, hallelujah. I mean, great God, it's, it, it works on you. Amen. You want, the pastor don't want to hold nobody back, but you'll be honest. When folks leave, it puts more on your shoulders. They, some of you may be vacuuming, may be cleaning toilets. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm a pastor for 23 years by the grace of God. And on April the 19th, 23 years, the same church. And I cleaned the toilet the other day. Amen. Sure did. Sure did. And grateful for the opportunity. I was a little bit, you know, ruffled on the feathers. And then when I got to cleaning that thing, I got to thinking, my God, these women clean, and they clean every single week. And, man, they don't gripe and complain. And, boy, who do I think I am? And, boy, I'm telling you, like that, God busted my heart. We are, when we've done everything, I was in the military, and y'all know this, a private never has told a PFC, much less a general, I don't feel like doing that today. He ain't never done that. When you've done everything that was your duty, don't brag about it. You've done that which was your duty to do. Hey, it's an opportunity to serve. Paul said, how would to God you present your whole body? Lock, stock, and barrel. A willing sacrifice. He's not looking for somebody to die for him. We don't strap a vest and blow something up and say amen. He's wanting somebody to live for him. Will you live for God like this old boy live? Shouldering double responsibility. Think about that. And not only did he, he no doubt have more to do, he's still in the field. He didn't let a wandering sibling cause him to quit too. He never dropped his standards. He didn't quit staying, sowing, working, plowing, planning. He didn't quit none of that. 
I wonder how many people have let other people, let other churches, let other folks. Man, just fight the good fight of faith. Stay faithful to God. Get, get revived in that old fire that you used to have. Let God stir that. It'd be a pitiful thing to say, hey, it's an old song we used to sing. Uh, the flame has flickered, but the fires never went out. Don't tell nobody. You'll be ashamed it's flickered. Say amen. Don't brag about your flickering flame. Hey, we ought to be a bunch of wood toters in here stoking the fire every time we come to church. Well, preacher, I, I'm not a big feller. That's all right. Hey, man, get you a twig. Hey, get you some. Get, get you some rich pine. Get some pine cones. Hey, man, cold sinners has got to have a warm heart. Say amen. And if you can't do nothing, drag a log in once in a while. But praise God, we ought to be building a fire around here. You know what? You know what? We ought, you, tell me if I'm not right. Anybody in here a firefighter? Anybody in here ever been watch a fire? All right. I'll guarantee you something go to burn across the street. We'll have people come from 30 miles just to see a fire burn. You know what they need to see over here at the church? They need to see a place on fire for God. Hell come from everywhere just to see what's on fire. Amen. Amen. God help us. He, he, he didn't let the double weight, the double lifting, the extra duties keep him from quitting, make him quit. He shouldered his work. He didn't let a quitting sibling cause him to quit. Now, some of you mamas in here on Mother's Day, you wondering, what does it pay? I got none of my kids may be in church. Will it even do what what difference does it make if I keep going? I'm gonna tell you one quick story, and I alluded to it a while ago, and, and, and then I'm gonna try to give you my last thought. During the battle I read about, they got disoriented during foot fighting in the American Revolutionary War. They, they didn't know which way was their side, which way was the enemy side. Smoke and rifle muskets and, and cannons and dirt being plowed up. And, and they, they just didn't know. But off in the distance, they seen a boy who was making a sacrifice. He did, he did not carry a gun to protect himself. He was holding high that standard. And that crowd knew which side to run to. Mama, just hold the standard. Praise God. Amen. Hold it high and live for God. And when the smoke clears and that boy gets the mud out of his eyes, he'll know where to return. Isn't that what he said, that boy in the whole pen? I know where I can get fed. I know where I can get some help. I know where I can go. Praise God. I'll go to daddy's house. Thank God for some mamas and daddies that'll stay even when their children are not. For some young people that'll stay when their brothers and sisters are not. Here I thought about this. He did not allow failing ones to cause him to fall. He didn't allow wandering ones to cause him to quit. You say, preacher, what is it? I'm just going to beg you today. I'm going to ask you to do this today. Let's be like this elder brother. We're going to have negative. If we don't watch it, we're going to have times we throw dirt when we shouldn't. And we, it may cause us to miss out the party at the house of God. We may, we, I, I thought about this. Here's a guy who's working faithfully, waiting to worship, and he missed his opportunity 
because of selfishness, because of hidden sin and anger and bitterness against his brother. So here, here's what I want to ask you. Let's get all that stuff cleared up that nobody don't know about, that our wife don't know about, our husband don't know about. All that stuff, you know, that trips you up and hinders you, you know, the internet search history, all that kind of... Y'all might as well say amen. We in the same flesh, amen. All that stuff that drives you nutty that you wish that other people, why can't they just be at church? Why can't they be faithful? Why can't they tithe? Why can't we got more weight on us? Hey, hey listen, you just keep serving. You stay submissive and you keep shouldering the weight and praise God there'll be a church here with the doors open and the lights on. When they get right with God, they'll know where to come back to. Can anybody give me a witness? Oh, God, help us today. God, help us. God thought so much out of that boy in the hog pen that he put the whole world on famine to get one boy out of the hog pen. And the father thought so much about it, he ran to him and had a party thrown for him. I do wish he'd have put in this text, see, I'm not the Holy Ghost, and maybe that's why he showed this to me. If they'd have been a party throw before he went to the hog pen, he may not have went to the hog pen. What we ought to do is throw a party for the young people that's staying straight. Have a spaghetti dinner and serve them. Somebody ought to say amen. We ought to shout the victory that everybody ain't quit. Somebody help me. And maybe when the other ones get right, they won't be bitter. Amen. God, help us to do what we can to make sure that those who are still serving, still submissive, and still shouldering the weight, thank God that they're appreciated, that we thank God for them. Hey, every mama ain't went sideways. There's still some Eunice's. Hey, man, they stay. Hey, man, Lois is. Hey, still some Timothy's. They still some Paul's. Hey, everybody hadn't quit. Young people, they still folks that love God. God, that shout to victory. I got a six-year-old kid. Hey, man, every time I run a lap, he'll run a lap with me. Amen. I want to run one for him in case he's watching. Amen. Hallelujah, David. Amen. I'm going to take a... We got a rule in our church. Nobody runs alone. Amen. Amen. God sent them all out two by twos, and we believe in it. Amen. It gets wild down there. We got to have traffic control sometimes. I thank God for the opportunity to work. Don't never be ashamed of sticking with the stuff. Don't be ashamed. Don't look like, well, I didn't get a party. Hey, it's all right. I'm just glad we're going to the real party. Amen. Hey, thank, don't let one moment of selfishness rob you of a lifetime of testimony, of service, of submission, of shouldering. Hey, stay with the stuff. When they come back, rejoice and run to them. We should take the lead from what the Father did. Here's what we need to do, church. Keep sowing. Keep serving. Keep surrendering. Stay submissive. Keep shouldering the weight. God help us not to ruin our testimony with a moment of selfishness and a lack of sympathy. God help us. You say, preacher, just wait. You don't know what I know about that crowd. But can I pull you in real quick? None of us knows what the Father knows about every one of us. And he said he still desires us to worship him in what? Spirit and in. Say it with me. Spirit and in. And, and he knows us 
better than anybody knows us. And he still desires us to worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. God help us. What if that elder brother, and that brother, I don't know what you do by way of invitation, but if you don't mind for somebody to sing, I'd love your daughter to sing if she can. And uh, I want you to bow your heads. I want you to think about this last thought when your eyes are closed. If you're listening by way of internet or Facebook, please. Call in somebody, text somebody, get somebody to pray with you. I want you to hear me, what I'm fixing to say. I wonder what, how the story would have changed. We'd have had no tarnish on his testimony. We'd have had no stain on his sanctified living. If we could have seen this elder brother instead of being selfish, if he would have just took time and replaced selfishness with supplication. If he would have just sought God in supplication and in prayers. Instead of being selfish and self-centered. The, the younger brother may have come home sooner. His testimony may not have been tarnished. And there may have been two fatty calves instead of one. So I want to ask you, who do you need to pray for today? I would promise you this. You're never more like Jesus on this earth than when you're making intercession for somebody else. Because, friend, that's what he's doing right now. We have a God that's so powerful that measured that big ocean I'm looking at when I woke up this morning. In the palm of his hand. A, a God that, but he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows we're only a thread of grace away from being in a whole pen ourselves. But this thread of grace is strong. And he's able to keep that which I've committed to him. Who, who needs restored in your life? Would you, would you come pray? Would you come pray? Would you pray for him? Would you get up out of your seat and say, I'm, I don't care what nobody else does. I'm going to pray for my brother. I'm going to pray for my sister. I'm going to pray for my son, my daughter, or my sibling. I'm going to pray for them that's wayward and backward on God. Or, or you might be here and you say, Preacher, I need to pray for myself. I found myself with a selfish intent. And I've wondered why is it young people can get away with everything. And yet, and yet I find myself so living under the strict rules of a, of a daddy who loves me enough to take care of me and give me some guardrails to keep me from wrecking in my life. Oh, would you listen to me today while God speaks to you? Is somebody... Is somebody in your life, somebody in your heart, somebody around you, somebody who's got sideways on God. They need to know you love them. They need to know you're not going to run them down. They need to know you're going to care for them. Hey, don't, don't, don't let a moment, don't let a moment of selfishness tarnish the testimony that you've stood for for years. Stay with God and stick with the stuff. and Stay sweet for God's sake when you serve, when you shoulder the weight, when you stay submissive. How Stay sweet. Stay sweet, Father. We love you. Have your way as they sing. Have your way while folks pray. God, get glory. Thank you, Lord, for meeting with us on this Mother's Day. And our Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will be done, that you touch lives, that you see my boy and my daughter-in-law get right. Oh, God, that you'd help my boys who are here right now. God, help them, I pray, to stay right. Don't let them get bitter for shouldering the 
weight. Oh, don't let them get bitter on their submission. Oh, God, help them to stay heavenly while they serve at home. Help them, God, to stay sweet as they serve. Help them, Lord, I pray, to live right in the right way. Oh, God, help us to stay humble and stay holy. And I know we'll get the help we need while we hold out on the ground that you've given us to stand on. Help us now. Help folks, Lord, bless this church and the pastor. Give us for days of revival. But God started out with a box being broke today. Not a drip, not a pour, but break the box of worship. Help us to get in today. Both feet and both hands in Jesus' name. Thank y'all, man. Sing for us.
I've often said, God help us that when the prodigals come home, they meet the father before they meet the older brother. But I've never wanted to be more like that older brother in my life than I do right now. How many of you I want you to raise your hand if there is a specific prodigal that you're praying for. Would you raise your hand? Now, now, here, here's, man, here's what I took away. Here's what I took away personally from that text. Everybody in here could have took something from that message. But here's what, here's what God spoke to me through that message was this. I, I want every prodigal to come home to the Father. But when they come home, I, I wonder, will they find me in the field? Will they still find you faithful in the Father's house? You know, I've, I've, boy, I don't want to turn such a positive message into something negative, but, but I really feel like I've got to say this this morning. I, I don't know how many people I've had show up at church and say, Pastor, so-and-so invited me. And I go to looking around and so-and-so ain't to be seen. And listen, and, and, and that, that could be me as, as, as well as anybody. I'm, I'm not trying to get up in somebody's grill. I, I just, boy, I, I just want to know that as the prodigals come home, they find some faithful brothers and sisters right here at the bridge. God, boy, you help me, preacher. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to. There's some things I don't like about this older brother. But boy, there's some things I'm going to try to be more like, like him than, than I ever have before. And I'll never be able to look at him in the same light again. Father, we are so grateful. God, I know what it is to, to live in that far country. We pray yet again for our, Lord, for our brothers and sisters, those within the family of God that have found themselves in the far country. Lord, I pray that you meet them where they're at, that they come to themselves, and you bring them back home. But God, I pray for us When those that we have prayed for so long come back home, they won't find us having quit, thrown in the towel and given up on God. By your grace, help us to remain faithful. Thank you for what you've done here just this morning. God, I'm so excited.
so excited for what you have for us the rest of the week. Lord, I pray for Shane and, and Miss Michelle and their family. and God, that you just encamp angels around them and their household. Keep them safe. Protect them from the enemy. We know he hates what happened here this morning. But we sure are glad for it. We love you and we just ask you that as we go out the doors of our Father's house into your field, that others would see the compassion of the Father in us. Help us not to be as critical and judgmental and hypocritical. But to love like Jesus loves. Have your will and your way in each of our lives and we'll be careful to give you the glory for it. Jesus' name we pray. If God's helped you this morning, why don't you give him a big hallelujah shout? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are at liberty. I want to encourage you to be back here tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock, Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock, Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. Don't miss the blessing that God has prepared for you this week. Amen? Come on, give him some praise, church. We ain't leaving. It's too quiet.